You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, guys? It's the 3M Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. And we're just uh, a bunch of friends and we tell stories funny and scary. So, welcome. Welcome to f***ing back. <laughs> yeah. We made it. We're here. Yes. Welcome to the end of the year. Congratulations. We're recording this on December 2nd? Yes, sir. Yes. So, if you're here for the stories, go ahead and look in the timestamp or the description below. There'll be a timestamp you can skip ahead. Everyone else, come hang out with us for a minute. Today's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We are still recovering from almost dying, <laughs> some of us. And we just wanted to uh, update you guys on the last month of our life. Dude, a lot has happened. We haven't recorded for a whole month. It's been weird. I haven't done anything with my life, dude. I was like, I don't have friends, family. What's going on? Sean is constantly just stone cold, an actual rock. Never gets sick. Yeah. And uh, watched (laughs) as all his friends were... uh, Falling by the wayside. Yeah. I was like, am I just better than everybody else? <laughs> you could say you superior. Got superior genes, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird how that works. Uh, for those who are unaware, I got COVID and 99% to 100% gave DJ COVID. Uh, Dude, we were- what did that feel like? Giving it to you? Yeah, that's got to hurt worse than actually getting it. What did it feel like watching me and knowing I was responsible? (laughs) Yeah. First of all, I was like, damn, like, it didn't take me out, but like, not kidding. No, uh, if we're getting real, you're an actual kamikaze. Yeah. (laughs) Going down for the Pearl Harbor all over again. You're my Pearl Harbor, dude. Uh, Wait, let me back up and smash this beef. (laughs) And then I try to kill you. Uh, DJ had a birthday. We were planning on going to Denver to celebrate. We had all these plans ready. It's Friday of the day. We're all flying out. So stoked. We haven't done a big group uh, trip for a minute. So this was like, it was big. It was, I was really excited. Friday morning, I was a little, t- I was more tired than usual. Couldn't get out of bed. I was like, that's weird. I usually like wake up like that. Go into work, grab a uh, energy drink. Yeah. Down the whole thing, which usually I will blast off and just be wild. Drank the whole thing, and I legitimately felt more tired. Oh, like, what? This is weird. And I had a video shoot down in Provo. So we went, we set up, and within the span of an hour, I went from like 90% feeling normal to like 50. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, super dizzy, nauseous. Uh, my body hurt so bad, fever. I started sweating and I just like insanely tired. Like I've never, I don't know. And the thought came across my mind because I had recently traveled to Hawaii, followed all the protocols, did everything I was told. But I was like, dude, 
this might be COVID. This feels so weird. This might be COVID. So I called, at first I text my wife and I was like, I feel sick. And the thing is, I've gotten <laughs> sick like a million times. So MJ was like, okay, you know, like here, here we go again. Uh, but I was like, do you think we should skip Denver? And she's like, you can't. I was like, I'm going to ask everyone if they feel all right if I come. And she's like, you can't put that on anyone. So I was like, damn it. I'm not going. Call DJ. I was like, bro, I don't know if it's COVID or not, but I got to skip. And DJ's like, all right, man, you do you. Like, get better. We'll see you. And that night, I just, like, went through the floor. The worst body aches of my life. Worst, what's it called? I had fever dreams. I didn't know those were, like, a real thing. But but I kept having these mad nightmares. And I told someone, they're like, yeah, that's a, that's a fever dream. I was like, what? <laughs> Wild dream, stressful. Anyway. I, I was sleeping 18 hours a day. I lost like 15 pounds. I gained it all back since. So, uh. <laughs> uh, But yeah, it was aft. I had like a spoonful of chili for like three days. That was my food. And your wife was sick. Oh, and then, yeah, I got my wife sick. <laughs> Super fun. Then I called everyone. and I'm Both like, of you are sick at the same time. And our dog got neutered. How do you? We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> MJ, MJ like door dashed a couple times, which saved our life. And then once or twice, I, like, drove through a drive-thru and got got us food. But it was, like, an epic journey to get there. I was, like, so – it was stress. It, uh, it was hard. <laughs> I was sleeping 18 hours a day. Yeah. So I was up for, like, three three hours-ish. <laughs> like, I would be sick. Just my but... eyes open, and then I would go back to sleep. <laughs> but it was crazy. And then at the end of me getting better, DJ calls me. Or some, we texted or something, and you're like, bro, I'm not feeling good. And I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, that's fine. Like, he'll get through I'm it. back from Denver. And then a couple days later, you called me. And you were like, I just want to see if you, how you guys are doing. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this shit is real. Like, I could tell you were going through it. And you were just like, okay, well, I'll let you go. I just can't breathe. And I was like, yo. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It was a weird feeling. Uh, so, like, to get into it, did I feel guilty? Hell yeah. I felt super sad. Uh, and in my mind, I, like, I, I think I have to mentally disassociate with the fact that I gave you COVID that almost killed you. Because, like, if I, like, fully embrace that, that's going to be, like, shattering kind of, yeah. you know? Because I am clinging on to the idea that, like, you understand you don't blame me. It's like, you haven't said out loud yet, but, like. He told just... me. He's like, Charlie almost <laughs> killed me. <laughs> But yeah, that's how I feel about it. It's like, damn, that sucks. But I don't know. We were all living that life, so we knew we knew what was at risk. <laughs> you really should disconnect from that idea. It's like you can't blame, especially like how it happened. It's like we didn't know. No idea. You didn't know. And the second after I realized, we were... I was like, all right, I'm not going to see everyone. Yeah. So I tried, but yeah. Third, this will be funny if you go back and listen to the last episode. That's 99 percent when I gave it to DJ. The, the night before we left for Denver. Night right, before yeah, we yeah. left and the night before I felt weird at all. Yeah. So we were just sitting this close chatting and Zach like the, gave it to you. <laughs> incubation period can last like up to, up to like maybe a week or so. Crazy, bro. So it's like, yeah. Bro. But I ended up getting it. It started. Uh, so my story is like a level two. <laughs> no. And it's not about a... comparing. <laughs> but, but mine was worse. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I started feeling like mad fatigued. And, uh, like more than usual. Yeah. <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, I'm still kind of winded cause my lungs are shitty. Uh, they're like but the size of a peanut right now. If you haven't had the vid or if you were like asymptomatic, this fatigue is different dog. 
bad. I've never felt that in my life. It's like sitting up all of a sudden. You're like, I woke I up from nap. 10 hours of sleep and was like, <laughs> zero energy. I have nothing. Yeah. Like all my energy went into me like trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, super fatigued. And then fevers came. And then everything was achy. And I couldn't lay down. Everything was so sore. I would like come into the living room and Sean was there. Just working. He's working. And I'd like try to find a comfortable spot on our little sectional. And dude, what did that look like to you? Dude, the funniest part was when you're trying to play something on the TV and none of the apps were working. HBO, HBO was Max. not, Prime Netflix, wasn't, Prime. Net, nothing was playing. YouTube. And he would go from movie to movie and it would just. Spinning like a wheel of death. So <laughs> Nothing's working for not me. Trying not to laugh because your body's not working. Misery. Your immunity's I, not I working. I was laughing too. Like with what energy I had, I was I was laughing. But anyway, uh, good good people surrounding me to help. My girlfriend Mallory and my mom and Sean and <laughs> I mean I wasn't just, here, but <laughs> um, everyone was. Uh, taking care of me because I could barely take care of myself and it kept getting worse. I had it for like two weeks. That's COVID supposed to last like 10 days. And it was like, no, no, no. Over yeah. time, baby. It was like day eight. And we're like, okay, it's supposed to be like day eight, day nine is the worst. And then day 10, it falls off. Yeah, so you were excited. Rich, yeah. <laughs> and day 10 comes and nothing. It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> 11, 12, 13, 14, two weeks since when I first started showing symptoms. Yuck. You grew up with that asthma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mad asthma, but it never acts up. Only when I get like really physical, mm-hmm. like in high school, and for a bit after high school, I worked really hard physically, like working out all the time, doing tons of cardio to try to like. You can like, there's stories of people like working off their asthma. Mm. Did a trained for like a bunch of like 10ks, half marathons, uh, biathlons. Did it. Still got it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't get rid of it. Um, and I still still can't. But uh, I'm sure that's, I mean, that's for sure factored into what's happened. Anyway, day 14, and we're like, we're going to the hospital tomorrow. It's getting worse. And I can barely move. Like, couldn't eat because everything was disgusting to me. I, I had no appetite. Bro, Reese's tasted rotten to me, and I was like, and sad me, and take me <laughs> the biggest sad yeah i was like this yeah. is lame anyway yeah i'd eat like a tiny cup of like strawberries and blueberries that was the only thing that like tasted good to me fresh it was like fruit. fresh fruit <laughs> and like that's all i ate for like two days and then i eat another little cup of fruit and uh yeah we decide we're going to the hospital tomorrow that night well your I, oxygen levels dropped dangerously low yeah right? yeah at that point, we had rented, like, an oxygen machine. So I was an oxygen in my own house. and uh, So you got tubes up in you. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I knew it was serious. I was like, yo. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had it for a few days. Like we got it, like, on day 10. And uh, it did help. But it was more so, like, slowing the process of how. It was still getting worse. Yeah. It was, it was getting slower. worse. But, yeah, slow. And uh, it was, like, inevitable. The night before I was going to go to the hospital, like, Mallory would walk me to go, like, take a piss or to go back to my bedroom 
so I could lay down on my bed and I take two steps and I have to like stop and I can't breathe. And it would take like 10 minutes to walk from the couch to my bedroom. I seen to. Yeah. <laughs> or to, to the bathroom. And, Several times and, throughout this, I texted Sean. I was like, how's Deej doing? And he's like, bro, he is struggling. <laughs> yeah. It was so crazy. I've never experienced that. And uh, anyway, the night before, it's like two in the morning. I keep waking up because my mouth is super parched. And I'm thinking, this is what the people at Astroworld was <laughs> was going through. Like, they couldn't. They had no access to water. They were dying out there. We're not and laughing like, at Astroworld. We're laughing at you making that connection. In the yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so weird because I had mad fever dreams because I had a fever, like, the whole time. And, like, you almost obsessive. all my fever dreams were, like, about Astroworld. I don't know why. I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about it, dreaming about it. And uh, I was that night... I was waking up. I woke up at like 1.30 and for two hours straight, I woke up every five minutes because my mouth was so dry uh, and I could not like, it was so cotton mouth. Uh, and I'd like reach over to the side, grab some water, pour a little bit into like wet my palate and then put it back down. And then that happened for like two hours straight every five minutes. Finally, it's like three in the morning and I wake up and I'm like, this is torture. Like grab my phone call Mal, who's in the next room, because she's been staying with us. She's sick, too. We're both quarantining in our basement. Sean is staying somewhere else. Needless to say, it's just a shit show. It's <laughs> such a big shit show. And uh, I call her. I'm like, I'm literally being tortured right now, but I don't know what. Like, I can't sleep because I can't breathe, and my mouth is so dry. And uh, I have to pee. <laughs> and she's like, okay, let's get you to the bathroom. She comes to my room. And she sits me up, and this has always been a problem within, like, the two weeks I was sick. But every time I sit up from laying down, and every time I stand up, like, the way your body and your lungs, like, adjust, it's, like, different. And it was it would take so long for me to, like, catch my breath. Like, every time I sat up, I couldn't breathe. I'd, like, squeeze her, her, her arms, like, as hard as I could because... I couldn't breathe. And those were the moments where I thought I would die just from like the physical exertion of sitting up. So you legitimately up. thought like, I'm about to die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like vision fading. Because like, I was bro. about to faint because I, I, I wasn't Zero getting oxygen. any air. Yeah. And at this point, you had you sent your oxygen levels to a friend and they like shared them with someone who knows a ton about that. And they were like. These are dangerously low. Yeah. Like you need to get to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So that moment I was like, I cannot sit up right now. It's too hard to breathe. So I lay back down and I'm like, I'm going to piss myself in this bed. I can't get up. It's like I either die or I piss myself in the bed. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so she calls my mom. Got death. My mom comes down. She's all masked up. She has gloves on. She's Your mom's like, okay. also a nurse. Yeah. My mom's a nurse. And she's like, you're going to pee in a bucket. And I'm like, okay. So she grabs a, a little trash can in my room, empties it, comes back. And she's like, you're going to pee right here. I'm like, this is crazy, but okay. And Mallory gets on the bed and rolls me over on my side. I'm hyperventilating, gasping for air. And she pulls my shorts down in front of my mother. And your flaccid peen just flops out. <laughs> and my dick comes out. And my mom grabs my penis 
<laughs> puts it in the in the trash can, and I'm 30 years old. <laughs> And I'm peeing in front of my mother and my girlfriend, <laughs> butt ass naked. And I'm. T- <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. Bro, what if you died like that? Oh my gosh. Dong in hand. <laughs> and you just pass. Your mom's like, okay, that's done. The okay. craziest part is when I was finished, she shook the bush. <laughs> Bro, also you hadn't showered at this point. So yeah, I haven't showered like for like ass. four days. Cause she went and burnt those gloves. <laughs> That's good. It wasn't skin to skin, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Some limitations. You didn't break the law. I guess yeah. she had a hand condom. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't shower because our shower is either freezing cold or boiling hot, and uh, I can't do freezing cold. Even though I prefer cooler showers. So you don't gotta I go with, <laughs> with boiling hot and the steam made it so makes it so hard for uh, me to breathe. Yeah. So like I didn't shower for a couple days because Yeah, you can't it just made it harder to yeah. breathe. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm already winded getting to the shower and then I'm in this <laughs> gas chamber. <laughs> I'm freaking Auschwitz, dude. Um insane. But uh yeah, right so after I... So they just I, roll you back over, Yeah, they roll me back, back over, pull my pants back up. And you're just like, let's never speak of this again. <laughs> they call the EMTs. They show up in like a half hour. These four big dudes. All right, we'll take our time. <laughs> carrying me out. Uh, it's four what was in the morning. Like? Crazy. Getting carried? Um, they put me on like a like a wheelchair kind of thing. Huh. And so they like helped me get out. They're like, we'll try to do like as much of the work for you, but... Give us what you can. At that point, what was it? Like nothing. Yeah. Like 0.01%. But uh So you're just like a limp boy. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And I'm like 270. So they got their work. I'm out. six two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but they get me in the chair and they put the oxygen on me and they're blasting me with oxygen. That's really helpful. But I'm like hyperventilating. Because it's like, even them helping me, like, <laughs> was killing me. Sorry if this spoils, but at this point, you had contracted viral pneumonia. Yep. So I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I found that out when we got to the ER. Sorry if I... No, you're good. Story, dude. Yeah, no, you're good. Really but they carried me in the chair <laughs> upstairs. And it's four in the morning, pitch black outside, and it is freezing cold. Oh, I bet. It's like 20 oh, degrees. Yeah. And I'm just wearing shorts and a shirt. No! And they put me, uh, when we get to the top of the stairs from the back entrance. I can't believe your mom grabbed your wiener. <laughs> crazy, right? So crazy. That's that, love. That might be the craziest thing that's happened to me in the last in the last year or last two. 30 or 30 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> so you're freezing. Bro, I'm not freezing. even going to say anything about how I sleep with the windows open. Because it's too hot. Yeah. Um. It is it's free and the wind is howling. It's piercing through any clothing. <gasps> and I have none. So are you just dying? Yeah, it's so Literally? cold. They like I get from the chair, they put me on a stretcher, and then they put me in the ambulance and we rush to the ER. And then I'm in the ER for like eight hours because the ICU is full. And they can't give me anything <gasps> to eat or drink. Wait, I and didn't I'm, know that. I'm parched 
the whole time. Are you just oh. sitting in a corner? Yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Well, no, I'm in a room in a bed, oh. but it's like one of their shittiest beds. <laughs> it's not like the sleep number where you can adjust it. <laughs> it's a budget bed. Yeah, it's a budget bed. <laughs> it's and, like a uh, cot. Yeah, for like natural disasters or something. Yeah. Uh, they hooked me up to, uh, in the house, I was on three liters of oxygen. And it's like the one with the small tube that goes up like your nose. Mm. They put me on this one that ha- that pumps me with uh, 50 liters of oxygen because I need it that bad. Bro, on that like iron lung stack. Yeah. Like, bro, you yeah. thought you were chilling at three and yeah. they're like 50 isn't enough. <laughs> yeah. In the ambulance, it gave me like a 10 liter. Like the mask that you see and put over your face, the clear one, yeah, that's yeah. like a 10, 15 liter one. Damn. They put me on 50. Anyway. They finally have room in the ICU. They put me in there, and I'm there for a week. They uh, In the week, I transferred to a regular room, still under intensive care, but not in the ICU. They're heavily monitoring me. And because I'm not eating a ton because I still don't have an appetite, I'm not using the bathroom often. Luckily, at this point, they give me, like, bottles to piss in. Oh, which nice. made it so easy. Yeah. And it was dope. <laughs> it was dope grabbing my own wiener with my own hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's the real privilege in life. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and pissing in a bottle. And uh they would like measure it and study it and, oh. and then dump it. Sick but uh <laughs> I'm like hooked up to like 15 wires, patches all over my body, IV in each arm, uh the clip on your finger to monitor your heart rate and and oxygen. So it was like yeah. real ass. And then <laughs> I the see o- you. oxygen on uh in my nose for the whole week. And it's like yeah. Immobile in the bed. Cause it's like I turn over and everything becomes unhooked and they have to come back in and rehook everything. And it's like So you just you bored just out of your mind? Stay yeah. there. Stir crazy. I have my phone. So I was talking to, I was texting people when I could and watching shows when I could, but like I had no energy to watch things. Weird. Yeah. And no interest. Yeah. Because uh, you're kind of dealing with life and life death. Life or death, yeah. <laughs> Trying to stay alive. Well, at this point, sorry, you have viral pneumonia. Your lungs are like filling up with liquid, right? Yeah, they took an x-ray of uh, my lungs in the ER. So while I was in the ER waiting to go to the ICU, Just water they balloons. told me I had uh, pneumonia. Okay. So that's what's going on. You're like, you're not getting any oxygen. You're fighting off COVID and fever still. Yeah. And they told you, you have got to like train breathing you got to get your lungs stronger they're like breathe deep and it's like i can like do like a small breath and like i can't breathe anymore what's happening is your lung just like can't like the strength in your lung won't expand or don't know they didn't really i don't i can't remember if they explained it to me huh but but that was the issue you just were not getting i was suffocating yeah Yeah. Yeah. couldn't breathe and uh they almost put you on a ventilator almost i was scared of that because that's like the last ditch effort. That means you're like not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. At the hospital, was really is there close. any point where you were like, oh no, I think I'm going to pass? When I was in the ER. Yeah. Mm. But like, like before they got you in the ICU. Me thinking, like, the thought crossed my mind that I was going to die. That happened maybe two or three times. And that was when I was here at the house still. Oh, and yeah. once in the ER. <laughs> Finally, the time comes where. I need to take a dump. Has it been days? It's been a couple days. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's been a couple days. 
And I don't imagine there's going to be a ton because I haven't been eating a lot for like just some deer poop, little pellets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I like hit the button. And the nurse comes. I was like, uh, I, I got a shit. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need a poop. And uh, she's like, all right. Uh, you can't make it to the bathroom. It's like, nope. What do we do? She's like, we have a, like this little chair thing. You've probably seen it in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a walker mm-hmm. with a toilet seat. Yeah. And like just a bucket you can put inside. So she's like, we'll put this right next to your bed. And they sit me up and I can't breathe. And I'm like, I have to stand up, turn around and sit down. Like this will kill me. But I do it. And I'm taking a shit. I pull down my shorts, take a dump, and the nurses are watching me because they can't leave. <gasps> I'm dying. How many people are in the room? Two. <gasps> and they watch me take a Did dump. Did you make eye contact with them? Uh, no, I should have, though. No. <laughs> you should have, dude. But, uh. Just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like, hyperventilating and taking a dump. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, um. <laughs> You're someone's scary story, dude. <laughs> and uh, I get through it. And, bro, I got a big ass. And this, this you got a dummy dumper. This, this seat is tiny. <laughs> so I don't get to spread my cheeks like I usually do, you know? So I got to wipe a lot. Oh. And they're handing me. The softest wipes Dude, I've had in my entire life. That might be the biggest fear of my life is having to wipe in front of another human. That is so They're private. handing me the wipes, and they're so nice. Ooh, they're the nicest luxury. wipes ever. So soft. Ultra cloud soft. And I don't know what it is. I didn't ask. They just did it. But they were squirting like this foam cleanser. What? So they'd hand Sorry. me... They hand me uh, a wipe and then in my hand, and then I do my business. And I'm very efficient when I take a dump. I use the same toilet paper like five times. I fold fold it in half. Oh, wow. And then I go again and I fold it in half again. Yeah, that goes on for like, this whole process is like 20 minutes. Oh, just a dump in front of two two sad nurses. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, in the middle of the night. And uh, I get through that. Oh, at one point, the bucket drops on the floor. (laughs) So she picks up my bucket of poop, and she, like, holds it up underneath while I'm pooping. I bet it was warm under the bucket. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I got through that experience. So, Needless to say, you have just zero pride left. (laughs) None. That's all gone. Yeah. Holy hell. But uh, I get to the point where I can sit up and I'm not like choking. Mm. And then I get to the point where I can stand up on my own and I'm not choking. Were those big victories in your mind or like? It was crazy. And then I can walk around my room in the hospital and I'm not hyperventilating. And no one's holding my hand while I walk. And I'm like, this is wild. Like, people just be walking and breathing normally. Yeah. You forgot that was a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Insane. Because for like two, three weeks, I had to have somebody 
pull me up and then wait for five minutes for me to, you know, catch my breath and Come stand back up. From the <laughs> Same thing. And then two steps at a time. Oh my gosh. Crazy. And uh, now I'm home. And obviously you can tell it's still here because everything is like exhausting to me physically. Like <laughs> I can walk around, do my own thing. And then I'm super winded. Like, and yet DJ cooked us dinner tonight. <laughs> Sean and I are like, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Cooking is a stretch. It was a... Uh, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> mark, microwave ramen with canned meat. It was bam. Bro, that's tough. That's tough right there. I did garnish it with here. green onion. Dude, I knew I could taste that onion grass, bro. <laughs> Just for you. Well, dude, we are happy... You made it through. That yeah. was a it was a wild like three weeks. Yeah, it yeah. was very crazy. I mean, if Charlie's story was at a two, Deej's is like a ten. Hundred percent. Mine was like at eleven. <laughs> like you ever seen the movie I Am Legend? That's like how it was kind of starting to feel like. Yeah, oh, Sean my friends are dead and <laughs> getting left everywhere. And <laughs> yeah, Sean's like this is cool. <laughs> it's so crazy. I uh, when I came back home the next morning, Charles came by the house. To pick up all of the recording equipment because he is using it for a work function and it was my first time seeing him he's mostly good like i've seen you in a month 90 percent good yeah and uh sean was back and we were all talking my girlfriend is here and uh charles said these kind of experiences almost like chapters where it's like life before that and then life after that and I really feel that these kind of experiences, unfortunately, like make you reevaluate and like think on things that are most important. And uh, it's unfortunate that it takes like a tragedy uh-huh. for you to like have that coming too. But it's it's poetry. It's like flowers growing from a grave, mm, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah. In that reflection, I just thought a lot about what I think matters most and the conclusion I came to. And there was a lot, but if I could boil it down, it's uh, just showing gratitude, being present, taking what life has to offer. There's so much. And it's a blessing to have like a smorgasbord of experiences, whether it's bitter or whether it's really flavorful, I think it's important to take it all in and to chew your food slowly, to really let uh, these experiences and the flavor of those experiences uh, settle because it's important to, to think back on what that experience was, good or bad, because we're all a reflection of our past experiences. We're all a product of what we've gone through. And we're all just traveling, trying to get to certain destinations. And in those travels, it's important to to stop for a while. And whether stopping is intentional on your part or... You get stopped. You get stopped. (laughs) um, It's all part of the process. For you to uh, just take it in and use your senses 
to look and see what's around you and what's beautiful and what's ugly, to smell and to, to hear and to taste, to feel. And uh, those experiences make you. So I'm, hap I'm happy to just be here. And I'm happy that uh, everyone else is here. And uh, yeah, this experience has been crazy. I had a friend who passed in a tragic accident the same time that I was peak COVID. And uh, he was hit by a drunk driver, <clears throat> really young kid. And then Virgil Abloh passed away, which had a bit of effect on me too, because he's in my line of work and he's one of the greatest to do art and fashion and inspired me in a lot of ways. Obviously didn't know him in real life, but uh, yeah, just thinking about how, how fragile life is. Because in those moments where I thought I was going to die, it was weird. I didn't see a future. There yes. were... There were, there were uh, maybe 10 minutes of me not seeing a future. And, uh, like, this is it. Yeah, this is it. And that was really scary to me. And uh, I always thought, I've always thought that I'd be re I'm ready to go. And I kind of second-guessed myself. And, uh, yeah, just made me reevaluate. Like, am I... Am I present in this life? Am I here for the people that, that need me? Uh, things like that. Yeah, just feeling very grateful for what I have now. Uh, life after the experience. Yeah. So I'm excited to uh, take it all in moving forward. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm, uh, my energy is a lot better. Like I said, I'm mobile now, um, but things get me really winded. Like even just talking, you can tell this whole time, like it's been tough to to kind of talk, but hmm. kind of need to exercise in like that, like my lungs yeah. to like try to get back to where I was. But uh, anyway, that's all I have. Dude. Yeah. I'm glad and just mad relieved we're on the other side of this. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a minute where he's like, dude, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is going on? This is wild. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, uh, like on a microcosm, I, re I relate so much to like needing trauma or traumatic things or pretty intense things to like remember what's important. And I always like, I used to have really bad allergies. And this is on such a small scale, but when my allergies, All would, valid. It's okay. when, when my allergies would come, I could not breathe out of my nose. And there would be for like weeks, right? And there was just like times where I was like, I literally cannot remember what it was like to breathe out of my nose. And I can't imagine being able to breathe out of my nose. And if that ever comes back, I will be so grateful to just breathe out of my nose. And then finally, like it would go away and I could breathe out of my nose. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is truly like blessed living, right? Yeah. So it's crazy. Like sometimes you need things taken away to remember like what's important, <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad you're good. If any listeners out there have lost anyone going through it, sick or taking care of sick, like we love you. Just do your best. Keep your head up. Try to stay positive because like the mental has so much to do with it too. We're sorry yeah. for what you have to go through. We know 100%. we know it's hard. And bluntly put, that's 
just how it is. Fortunately, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's very possible and likely probable that you're going to come out the other end okay. Not always. Some, sometimes, you know, obviously, people don't come out the other end. But on the chance that you do, it's like a start starting line to get up and go again. Yeah. Another opportunity where we're rooting for you. Hell yeah. We believe in you. No, we do. We do. We're mostly just sorry you had to go through it without new episodes from us. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, DJ's in the ICU and people are in our DMs. Where's the episode? <laughs> It's like, well, DJ's currently becoming a ghost, so maybe he'll visit you. It would have been good for the pod, though. Yeah, like he could have come on. We would have, you know, Ouija boarded our way through that. Like, it's crazy. I thought about like how if I died right now, and it felt like I was at a couple of times. uh, I thought about like I didn't say goodbye to so many people. And I thought about like how the first thing I want to do is like as a ghost, like go to these people and like try to like contact. reach out to contact them. You know, that was like my first thing that I wanted to do. I was thinking that, plotting that in my head. You also visualizing. told you you told me you were like, man, I just kept imagining like you and Sean having to do like one last episode, be like, well, DJ died, so that's a wrap. Like signing off. Yeah. Yeah. Which we wouldn't have done. We just would no, have yeah, we replaced you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like somebody else this is who's baby. like uh, mildly funny. Yeah. Some Joe Schmo. <laughs> yeah. Jordan or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it was wild. Yeah. 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 Well, we're glad to have you back. Both Thank of you. And uh, we're grateful to be back. So For sure. That's enough about my story. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone over time on that. Anything else? So a bunch of... Listeners sent in some questions. Oh, yeah. yeah let's cover those. Maybe we should get to some of those. <laughs> Let me grab you them. You want to go to that now or save that for next time? Let's do one or two. Okay. Yeah, let's do one or two. Okay. First one. How is DJ feeling? Answered that. <laughs> yeah. Second one. Who had the COVID? <laughs> also answered that. Uh, just glad my bros are healthy and together again. That's very sweet. If you was given... A death button to kill a random person for millions. Would you do it? Hell yeah, dude. People die every day. <sighs> millions? He didn't even like limit it to one million. Do you think that would weigh on you? No. Oh my God. Hell no. I almost killed D-Day, so. I mean, yeah, you're, you're almost there. <laughs> yeah. You're like half push the button. I'm all randoms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking out friends. And you got no money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I lost Did it for yeah. free, dude. Yeah. You said no deal, Howie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's easy, dog. <laughs> I don't know. That's rough. That's rough. I've, I've thought about that a lot, and I've gone back and forth. On like, legitimately, answer. in your mind, step up to the button and know that a random person is going to die. You could know them. They could be a mother of five. It could also just be that someone is going to die anyways, and they're not going to be killing them. They're just trying it? to. They're just trying to play mind games with you to like make you not press the button. Sure. Is that the mental gymnastics you do. Yeah, yeah dude. To get through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's rough. I don't think I would. I don't know if I could do death. That's rough. I don't, I don't think I would. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. Maybe think I'm I would. prude. Yeah, 
But well, I'm getting I'm just old school. Yeah. So I'll share, dude. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. We just think we one don't person have to. Do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sean will. Sean's got us covered. G- give me a give me, I don't know, three fifty. You know. <laughs> this is from uh Brucker Whore. It's a day one or almost. Yep. Autop- autopsy of a horror movie podcast. Go check him out. Uh he said last spooky movie you saw. Well, I think it was Halloween Kills, right? Oh, day after I'm like better. And I have negative COVID tests. Sean and I went and saw a movie, and it was the latest Halloween movie. It was it was entertaining. I thought it was fun. There were some cool scenarios in there. Yeah, I liked it. I uh, watched The Descent while I had COVID. While you descended? <laughs> yeah. 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 Was it trippy? Was it wild? It's cool. Nice. It was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Dude, I don't like the ending, but yeah, The Descent. We talked about it a little bit, but like something happened in COVID- and I, I'm a pretty sensitive guy before, but my sensitivity has gone up so much. So when I watch things, I like ball. <laughs> I laugh at everything now. Everything's funny to me. Hilarious. We're watching videos outside. A bunch of memes, just like meme compilation videos. You just everything was funny. To cracking me. up. Yeah. Just laughing, <laughs> laughing, laughing. Which sucks because I need the air to breathe. So. How's the one and only King DJ doing? Glad to hear he's feeling Bro, better. Bro, skip all those Just questions. <laughs> DJ, did you lose your sense of taste and smell? No. Is it the same or different now? Uh, flavors aren't as complex Ooh. as they usually are. Shoo, dude. But uh, I can still very much taste and smell. Good. Uh, my wife's smell and taste isn't back. I, th- I would say mine's like 90% back. Mm. Yikes. But at one point it was gone. Worst movie you have ever seen. Are we talking about like quality of movie or like how bad like it was? I don't know. Either. Whatever you however you interpret that. I don't know. The new Star Wars trilogy <laughs> is bad. The new Mulan was Oh, that's up there. And is incredibly bad. Like I couldn't even joke about it. Like, yeah. I have such a hard time. And and the thing is, there's I know so many people who enjoyed Mulan, right? And then here I come in. And just wipe my ass with like the thing they love, and I shit all <laughs> over their parade, and then I just look at their face and they're upset at me, and that's like, why did I do that? <laughs> but I can't help myself. I hated it so much. Yeah, it's one man's opinion. <laughs> yeah, but mine's right, like objectively. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it. All right, one last one. Is everyone okay? Barely. Wait, what? What about you? The worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, probably. I feel like you. You're. Usually, like, middle of the road. I mean, I'm easily entertained. Like, I liked the Star Wars and Mulan. What's something objectively bad? Objectively bad? Probably, like, Leprechauns 3 in the hood. But there's good in it. That was objectively bad. But there's good in it. Like, Sharknado. Like, you pull, like, the humor from it. I mean, so there were a couple. Sense, like, there great. is a good line. Like, a friend with weed is a friend indeed. Yeah. That was gold and came out of, like, meme potential. <laughs> Is high. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like right, quality yeah. cinema. But Love. what was what is something that like you can't get with? Was objectively bad. Uh it's a great question. Um, you can think on it. Yeah, let me think on it. Okay. Anything else? I'm getting tired already. <laughs> My energy's going down, so we gotta get to stories soon. Okay. Okay. Sean, let us know if you think of an objectively okay, bad movie. I still like these movies, but they're objectively bad. I just recently watched Triple X oh. and Triple X State of the Union. Oh. And there were so many points where I was like, that's so dumb. But I'm in I'm into it. 
Dude, oh, an alarmingly large amount of our group of friends are obsessed with like the Fast and Furious, and I hate them. <laughs> Except for Fast and Furious Three, Tokyo Drift, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Bow Charles wow. is Bow the wow. DK. <laughs> yeah. I am the DK. Dog. His the theme DK. song is Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Ugh, just anything it. Vin Diesel does, it's like, I cannot take it serious. Family. No. No. <laughs> no. All right. With that, let's get into stories. Story time. Let's roll. Real quick, fun fact that I saw on the internet, so it might not be true, but it might be. 80% of the time you flip a coin, it will land on tails because the head side is a bit heavier. So if next time you're in a coin flip, just remember that. Bro, I always been guessing tales. I didn't even know that. There you go. Higher odds. All right, let's roll. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 3am. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. We roll our 20-sided die to see in what order we tell our stories. Highest number goes first. And the numbers. 17. Charlie got a 17. Six. DJ got a 6. 3. Sean got a 3. Order is Charlie, DJ, Sean. Let's go. All right. Boys, I have a shorter story, but a good story. Came to us from a listener. Her name is Jackie. And Jackie hails from the north. Uh, more specifically, a small town north of Toronto. Okay. So I think this happened kind of recently, and Jackie's, uh, I think, a new listener of the podcast. So first of all, welcome, and thank you for sharing a story already. That's dope. Uh, she's hanging out with friends. They came over. They're chilling. They're all chatting. And much like Sean, she has a friend group that all work together. <laughs> and so she's hanging out with this group of friends. They all work at this, like, um, daycare slash school, right? 
And as they're hanging out, eating, drinking, whatever, one of them says, oh, it must be Susan. And all the ones who are working together kind of react and maybe they laugh or something. Hmm. But they mention Susan a couple more times and our friend Jackie's a little confused. So she's like, who's Susan? And that group of friends all look at each other and they say, Susan the ghost. What? Jackie's instantly intrigued and asks more, who and what is Susan the ghost? And they all look at each other kind of nervously and say, Susan the ghost lives at the school we all teach at. What the? Um, All of us have had encounters with her. All of us have had experiences with her. And at this point, it's kind of just part of our routine. Jackie's like way interested, asked to hear more. And one of her friends says, dude, like last week we had the craziest experience and tells Jackie this experience. So a week before this meeting, they're all at school. And I think about once a week, they have a big meeting. This is after hours, after all the kids have left. Um, They have a meeting just to kind of coordinate, make sure everyone has everything and plan for the future. I think the lady who's in charge of the center, we'll call her Jay. She's Chinese and she has a very thick accent. One of the other staff members, we'll call her V, is also like 99% deaf. So she needs uh, aid during the meeting. So they've set it up in this way that whoever is conducting the meeting or talking will sit in the corner and talk into a mic. And the mic is connected to a projector that has speech to text. So whatever you say will appear on the screen. Hmm. And that's for V, the um, hearing impaired. So they're going through their meeting and they're talking. And as the person who's running the meeting is talking, the words are appearing on the screen and there's a pause. And during that pause, they all hear, wham, and a door in the school slams. And they all kind of look at each other, and they just go, Susan. And somehow, at this point, Jay, like the lady who like runs the school, doesn't, she's unaware of that. So she's like, what is Susan? And they all go, Susan's the ghost who like lives in the school. <laughs> She's like, huh? And they all look and they th- they're they like, that was n- most likely room 10. She's like, why? What do you mean? And they say room 10 is like the room that has the most experiences. So on multiple occasions, teachers have been there. The door will slam or the door will burst wide open. Uh, one of the teachers tells them about how she had a class in room 10. And the entire year, two or three of the children would not take naps. And she asked them why, and they said, she scares me. She's scary. I'm Uh. too scared. She's scary. So they kind of take this side, this like detour in the meeting. They're sharing all these Susan stories. The vibe is kind of weird, but they're all like so comfortable with it. They're desensitized to it. Mm. So Jay, she's conducting. She kind of brings everyone back. She's like, all right, let's get back to the meeting. I need some papers. So she stands up, walks across the room, and grabs this stack of papers. And as she's on the other side of the room, she's left the mic. Words start appearing on the projector. Oh, shoot. 
and over and over it just says Susan, 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 Susan. No way. Uh. And everyone in the room, frozen, is watching the words Susan, 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 Susan appear on the screen. But they're not hearing anything. Nope. No one is speaking. It is dead silent in the room, and they're all watching Susan's name on the screen. Uh. They're all dead silently watching the words Susan, 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 and the words get wiped from the screen because eventually they fade, right? Right. And then new words start appearing. And it just says, shut up, shut up, shut uh, up. Susan, shut up, shut up. Telling people? Just, it's saying, it's just saying. Jay, who's conducting the meeting, finally gets back to the mic. It's all wiped. They all kind of look at each other and continue the meeting. So Jay, once again, the momentum is in the meeting is weird, but she tries to get everyone back on track. Guys, what do we have planned for December? Arts and crafts. Who's going to need a budget? Um, let's make sure we have all the kids participate in this. <laughs> they all look in the back of the room and the door, boom, open. And then, boom, slam shut. And on the screen, it says, get out, 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 Susan, get out, get out. This is on a movie screen. I can see it. Yeah. Like I'm on watching the this movie. Projector. Yeah. Oh. No, no. Like, yeah. Like, this uh, feels like the scene in It when they're watching the slideshow. Oh, gosh. In the garage. Oh, 100%. Frank, yeah. dude. Except, once again, this group is so desensitized. This happens. They all kind of, like, look at each other, see it. Maybe one of them chuckles or something and says, like, oh, that's Susan. <laughs> and they finish the meeting. <laughs> Be like, we got important stuff to cover. Yeah, these kids need education. So they finish the meeting. Back in Jackie's house, all the friends are hanging out, and they tell her that story. And she just, like, flabbergasted. And that's, like, the end of the current. She said that's the craziest Susan encounter that these that these people have had. Nice. The school, just so you're aware, is in a town north of Toronto. I think it's a smaller town, and it's an older school. She said she's been there before. The vibe is, it's a little thick. Like you can feel it. And it's like an older building. Um, I asked a couple questions. I was like, uh, it was a text-to-speech software that was projecting the words on the screen. Like no one could have typed that. You know what I mean? Like no one was hooked up. Yeah, yeah. She said, nope. Like the only way the words come up is if someone speaks into the mic. <sighs> and she said, it's like when you do a text-to-speech on your phone, right? Yeah. I said, is it old? Like the school? She said, it is. The grounds that built on it are apparently haunted. So the town is, and if you want to look it up, the town is Bolton. Bolton. I haven't looked it up yet. Hmm. Uh, but Sounds haunted. Though. Apparently, where that school is built, the town is haunted. And the weirdest thing to me is just how like that happened and they all just kind of like, <sighs> whatever, let's finish the meeting. So I was like, did everyone just try to ignore it and move on? Were people shook? She said people already knew about Susan, so it wasn't a huge shock. But it was creepy that the text showed up on the screen when no one was ty typing. And that's kind of where it's at right there. That's like the most scary encounter they had with Susan. But Bruh. apparently everyone is aware of this ghost north of Toronto in this little school. <laughs> and that's, that's Jackie's story. That's wild. The reaction's wild, too. I can understand it though. I wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, like if it happens so frequently, 
you're helpless. Yeah. Like, so you kind of just come to the fact. Accept it. Yeah. And it doesn't sound malicious. Mm. No one's been hurt. The get out is a little concerning. That is. But it doesn't like, there's no completion to it. Mm. Like that's the end of it. So it's kind of like hollow. Yeah, Yeah. Susan's all talk, dude. Sleepy hollow. (laughs) (laughs) But that is Susan. Jackie's story. Yee! Let's go. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, that's me tonight. Uh, DJ next? Yeah. Yeah. So the story comes from Maddie, and she said, I want to try to keep this anonymous, um, or at least where it happened, anonymous. Mm. So I'll just tell you that it happened north of the U.S. Canada? (laughs) Is that what she said? Do you know geography? (laughs) (laughs) Where does that leave us? (laughs) I mean, technically, like... Finland is north of America. N- well, okay. You would say okay, north you of... Right. You, unless it's a flat earth. <laughs> oh. And if it's a globe, technically South America is north of America at some point. <laughs> so we're staying in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and Maddie sounded like she might have been an only child. There was no mention of siblings. But uh, they lived off the grid. Reminded me of Sean. Maddie was child off the grid. Maddie was homeschooled, and uh, she said that her dad hunted for food. We did too. We hunted grass. Yeah, Uh, he would take game. (laughs) He would take her uh, where you guys lost every time. (laughs) Um, He would take her hunting, so she learned how to to live off the land, and. uh, her mom grew a beautiful garden. They grew a bunch of produce. But because of this garden and this area, it would attract rabbits. So every once in a while, they would get a rabbit. they try to do things to keep them away, but they were unsuccessful. But the rabbits were taken care of because... The next morning, after they would see a rabbit in the garden, they would find the rabbit on the garden wall with its neck snapped and its legs broken. Maddie said this happened about once a month, sometimes twice. Is it like impaled or just like hanging on the fence? Um, it was like a, I think it was like a stone wall. So it's like laying with its neck snapped and legs broken. Yeah, limp, dead, dead rabbit. They'd find it, and uh, it doesn't sound like they would touch it. I think they would leave it on the wall because she talked about how the following day, the rabbit would be missing. So when it first happened, the rabbits would, the dead rabbits would be found on the porch. It happened a few times. They'd find the dead rabbit laid neatly on their porch and at first they're like is it an animal I said no what kind of animal like makes a clean kill like that and then doesn't take it for its own yeah sus. so they alerted the the authorities they so came by they all they all were like it's not you like it wasn't dad it wasn't mom no it wasn't someone in the family yeah that's yeah. what they did for santa for a long time though too so <laughs> They had no neighbors. 
they were off the grid. So it was just them. They alerted the authorities. They swept the area, couldn't find anything, so they couldn't help. So what dad did was he wrote a note just asking them to stop or at least don't leave their kill on the porch. So that's why it went to the garden, the garden wall. Okay, that, that, that brings you into a whole other, like, realm. Because com- it can communicate. And it's doing it on purpose. Maddie said, we started developing a relationship with this thing. Because we started to leave snacks. To kind of just... Just like an let them know, of like, good faith? Yeah, we're friendly. You know? Like, obviously they don't approve of this. They don't want this. But at most, they want to be kept safe and be on I guess their good side they don't want to end up on the garden wall they don't want to end up on the garden (laughs) wall so they leave them snacks um, cereal they've left them bacon Uh, it's taken most things something it didn't take was M&M's or any chocolate but they left them candy uh, just random things like that and they would always take it Hmm. so this happens for a while, and they get to the point where uh, they kind of want answers. They want to delve into it further. Right. So they get a security camera, and they put it in the porch. And the camera's faced at the snacks where they always leave it. I'm stressed. They caught this thing on camera. Maddie said it's... One of the most bone-chilling things I've seen. Oh, I have the chills. Says it scares me to this day. It's a figure dressed in black. They run across the yard, crouch on the porch, shove the snacks into their mouth, and then run off. All in under three minutes. The next day, Dad finds on the porch a dead rabbit and the camera busted. This thing didn't want to be watched or seen. Didn't appreciate that. So they never repaired the camera or put up another one. They just continued offering it snacks. And it kept killing the their rabbits and putting it back on the garden wall. And that's the story of how they eradicated their eradicated. The rabbits <laughs> from their property. This is their friend. Okay. Seems more friend than foe. Definitely, but still uneasy. Yeah. Yeah, because you know that whatever it is is out there at any given time. Also, you're not supposed to have any neighbors. Yeah. Okay. She said, though, a figure dressed in black. Did you mm-hmm. ask anything specifically about that? Like, so it had clothes? Like, it, can we assume it's human? I think Probably. so. Because it read the note, so. Here's the thing, too. You know what's north of the United States? Alaska. Your parents say is real. You offer it snacks. Oh. The North <laughs> Pole. Okay. She just tried to tell us it's the Christmas Tim story. Allen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the tool man, Taylor. <laughs> it's weird because it feels like a 
I don't know why I'm envisioning Gollum or Smeagol, uh, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, like I mean, crouching and... Crouching and like... Feasting real fast. Just, yeah, exactly. And like almost giving the rabbits as like an offering. Like, look, I did this for you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. 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 And then, then, then they see it and then it comes back the next day and takes it. But it's also like it knows it's helping in a way. You yeah, know, like maybe feel like a weird part of the family, but then didn't want to be like filmed. Yeah. Didn't want to fully Knew be what part the of the camera family. was. Yeah, to Ooh. break it. Yeah. Okay, so it has like uh, awareness of technology, so it's not a complete hermit, but that's what most likely what it is, right? Just like a hermit, probably who weirdly wants to help this family with their garden. <laughs> yeah, a I green, don't know. green thumb hermit. <laughs> Strange, but uh, they stayed there at the property. So I guess it wasn't menacing enough yeah. to uh, push them away. Right. I'm yeah. sure living rurally, I'm sure they were like strapped. They were equipped. Yeah. For sure. So. Yeah. They were hunters. So. Yeah. Uh, I totally thought we were going Bigfoot. Yeah. hundred percent. I've heard Mysterious Universe talk about people having like full on relationships, some sexual, some not with like uh, Bigfoot. And they, they talk about like generationally leaving snacks for like big wow. feet so like this one old lady sorry she would she had like a a wooden table that was like 220 yards behind her house she lived really rurally mm-hmm. like north and she would leave so much stuff out there and i think she left a fruit cake once and it did not take oh it. of course like, not hey, fruit cake know. is everything trash, else bro yeah <laughs> anyway what were you gonna say sorry uh i've heard about how it's important to maintain the relationship like you have to keep offering it snacks. Because mm-hmm. I've heard of cases where they s- stopped. Do they get pissed? And yeah, oh. they've like turned against them or like, yeah, it just hasn't. Like you need to maintain the relationship. And through that, you kind of keep yourself safe. Mm-hmm. So it's like the angel of death in the Bible, Moses. Like they put the lamb's blood on the door, oh, yeah, and they mark themselves safe. So that's their the angel of blood. death passes Snacks. by, yeah. So, Leaf put some dots. gushers you don't, you yeah. don't around with this fruit. Yeah, cake, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some good bro. Brownies. We have, <laughs> yeah, we have standards. You know, <laughs> so believe it or not, you're Sasquatch or hermit. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. that's crazy. That's a crazy story. That is wild. That would be very weird to grow up with. Yeah. Just kind of be aware that of this that thing. existed. Like right by you. Uh, it's been on your porch. And interacted with you. And, yeah. Uh, Thanks, Maddie, for sending that in. Thanks, Maddie. Is that you? Mm-hmm. Dope. Let's move to Sean. All right. So my story tonight also comes from a listener. Dope. So I saw this guy follow us on IG. So I messaged him. was like, yo, thanks for the follow. Talked to him for a second. was like, if you have any stories, we'd love to hear them. He sends them over. Hell yeah. And this dude's name is Danny. He uh, boy. is from West Virginia, and I was also thinking this was cool, too, that I like came across the story because there's a town called Gasaway in West no Virginia. No way. My family went there just so we could take a picture in front of the sign. Huh. That's dope. I bet you it's a shithole. <laughs> bro, you ain't It is in West Virginia. <laughs> no, I've never been, so I don't know. I mean, West Virginia is pretty cool, like just mountains and like dope winding roads going through these just green mountains and rivered areas and all of this it's actually kind of cool now am i right in believing there might be some moonshine activity in west virginia to this day there might be some moonshine activity but that, that's like the general demographic 
Uh, yeah, yeah. You could get out. Isn't West Virginia where they did like the whole wrong turn originally? Probably. I know that the newest one they did was kind of down south a little bit further than that, but like the original ones I thought were based in like West Virginia. Quite possibly. Is that Appalachia? Uh, yeah, it's kind of going up through there. Okay. I couldn't tell you a single damn thing about West Virginia. I just know it's like the like Ridge Mountains too. John Denver singing about it. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know the capital. I don't know what kind of food Raleigh. they got. I don't know any. Negative. Charleston. Negative. That's North Carolina. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know anything about West Virginia. Okay. It's very rural. You got that right. General description, though, lots of just mountainous regions, a lot of mining towns. It's kind of like where these towns came from in the first place that I'm aware of. I never lived there, just drove through like several times. Um, spent some time in Huntington, West Virginia, which is one of the bigger cities. Um, bigger cities. Anyways, Danny's story is in West Virginia. This was in 2018. He is 18. And two longtime friends are getting together with him. He gave them just some names. One he gave named Ronnie, the other's named Jerry. Longtime friends. They're about ready to ship off to different like boot camp or like ship off to army. So they wanted to get together like one final time, just like last hurrah kind of situation. So they head over to uh, one of the friend's houses or one of the friend's grandma's houses, actually, just chilling there because he was also 18, chilling with living with his grandma or something like that. And eventually, after getting just bored, probably out of their minds, um, they decide to head out into the wilds of West Virginia. There's this place that they know that is kind of out there. They will go deep into the woods and so deep that the road is still paved, but it's single track, basically. Mm. So if any other car is coming along the road, you have to get like halfway off the road for the other car to even pass you. Yeah. And the place where they get to is kind of this curve around one of the mountains that also meets up with a river that goes up and around the other mountains. And in between this road and the river, there's a railroad track that was <laughs> built to take coal from one of the mining towns to somewhere else. So they get to this little curve in the road, park the car. It's probably 20 yards of woods to get to the railroad tracks. They get up to the railroad tracks and then go down a steep, steep embankment down to the river. Mm. And they set up a fire right there. So they're sitting there chilling, telling scary stories, probably messing around. And as they're like sitting around the campfire, they hear a man screaming no. on the other side of the river. So they hear the screaming, but they can't tell what it's saying. He tries to describe it. Is it anger, fear, pain? He says, it sounds like the man is yelling at someone to get out of their property, <laughs> but they can't tell what it's saying. That's just the tone that it kind of mm. sounds like. Defensive. Very defensive. Do they feel like it's directed towards them? They don't. Okay. So when this happens, though, it's a crowd. They can barely hear it as well because of the, like the flowing the of this river. So they put out the fire and sit there for a minute, just trying to see if they can like, if it's like directed towards them, trying to figure out what's going on. And eventually, when they determine that it's not, they do also decide we're we're going to get out of here. 
So they start climbing up this embankment that heads up to the railroad tracks. And at this point, they have to stop because there's a train coming. Oh, of course. Keep going. So there's a train coming. They see the lights coming around the bend on the railroad track, and they can see like the uh, like smoke coming up from the engine. And so they stop while they're on the bankment, just kind of like laying down because they're not supposed to be on railroad like property either. They don't want to get in trouble. So a minute probably as it's like coming around this like corner and getting to where they can see it. And then the screaming starts back up again across the river. And then all of a sudden everything stops. The train is gone. There's no light, no smoke, no sound. The screaming's gone. Nothing from across the river. All three of them saw and heard what they saw and heard. So at this point, they're like, uh, well, we're going to not be here. So let's leave. And they climb up over the railroad tracks, back down through the woods. And their plan all along was to sleep in the SUV. So he said that he doesn't know why they didn't just leave. They decided to like stay in the car and sleep that night. Nothing else happened. All three friends ended up going off to their boot camps or wherever they were going. And every once in a while, when they get back together, they'll talk about like what happened. And to this day, they couldn't really say if there was, I mean, obviously a train isn't going to just disappear. Is that it? That's it. A train's not just going to disappear. It's not going to go backwards without being able to tell that it's going backwards. (laughs) And they don't know if the screaming had anything to do with the train. It for sure did. It's possible. Dude, time slip. It feels like an episode of maybe like Mind Freak. Chris, Chris <laughs> Angel. He's like, this episode, I'm going to make a Boeing 747 disappear oh, on the tarmac. Yeah. You know? Now, one last part, though. Danny, years later... Well, it was 2018, so it's like two years later, three years Many later. Many moons later. Is in like a Books a Million or a Barnes & Noble there in West Virginia. And he's looking around trying to find himself like a horror paranormal aisle, kind of where I go to in the bookstore, the oh, library. Brother. You don't read, bro. <laughs> nah, Sean reads the most out of all of us. <laughs> no, I don't know. Charles, I, I listen to things. <laughs> so he finds a book titled... Something along the lines of West Virginia Paranormal and Legends. Oh. And something like that just kind of caught his eye. He decided to pull it off the shelf and start flipping through it. And he gets to a page, and he's dead stop on this page. Oh, gosh. We already know. And it says, Ghost Trains in West Virginia. Whoa, man. So he instantly goes back to this experience but apparently it's a paranormal event that happens in West Virginia. Ooh, ghost ghost trains. Ghost trains. Ghost Maine's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Two of our listeners will get that. But they're going off right now. Yeah, no, no. They, they like that. So that was the experience. You listen to obscure music, bro? Oh, uh, dude, Vapor Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you share your Spotify raft? What the F is Vapor Twitch, dog? <laughs> anyway. Know, I love that. That is a classic, just like good old American. Yeah, no, that was a that was a really good story, and it's almost more annoying that they will never know. Yeah, like they know that it's well an now event, it kind of knows. Yeah, but like, yeah, maybe Dude, I don't know. 
There is an old episode of Hey Arnold. And it's the a Halloween spooky episode. Football oh, yeah. head. Move it, football head. <laughs> hey Arnold. Uh and it is all about so what they're all like hanging out on a stoop. And uh grandpa comes by and he sits him down and he tells him this terrifying tale of like the conductor from hell. Oh, and about a oh. ghost train. Do you remember that? Unlocked memory right Dude, now. Dude, <laughs> yes. I have not thought about this for 20 years. Yeah. And the grandpa says, now I hope none of you the conductor from go hell. to the old train tracks tonight at 9 when he comes. Wow. Otherwise, you'll see him. Don't do it. And he leaves and all the kids are scared, but they, they decide to go, right? Yeah. And they, yeah, experience the ghost train. But the whole time you were talking. So. It's a Nick at Night episode. Yeah. It's a Nick baby. <laughs> Nick at night. Um, but when you were talking and you were like, and a train was coming in my mind, I was like, but you said it was an old mining town, like abandoned train. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if trains still went on the railroad, but whatever that episode was, it was based on Danny's life. There you go. So shout out Danny for sending a story. He says he's got more stories from like homies that went into the army and stuff like that too. So dope. Keep him send coming. some more. We love them. This is a good time to say all of our listeners. Yeah. Do the Lord's work. Ask the right questions and get us more stories. Send them in. We love it. Yeah, we truly love hearing our listeners' stories. And it's so fun to be able to like talk to them and be like, bro, what were you, you know? Yeah. What was that? Where'd you, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. 100%. Is that you tonight? I have one more story. And this one goes to our patrons. Sorry, everybody else. If you're not a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash the 3 a.m. pod. And for eight quarters, you can listen to all our backlog of Patreon stories. Yes, you know the deal. Out. Everyone else, thank you so much, and we'll see you in a minute. All right, patrons. So my story for you tonight is an Irish urban myth. Bro, uh, when I was a kid, I was at church, and in the Mormon church, multiple congregations can meet in the same building, and... Congregations are called wards. So one or ward is determined by the area that you live in. So usually it's like this neighborhood. From this street to the end of this valley, this is your ward. Everyone who lives in that area is in a ward. And you guys meet at church at the same time. This is like your ward family. You guys have all your activities together. And uh, the building we met in had three wards, and they would cycle out at different times. So I would see people that I didn't know because they were in different wards in the hallways. And when I was a kid, I was running to the water fountain to grab a drink, and I saw something that terrified me, and it haunted me for the entirety of my uh, church attendance as a child. We've and never heard this. <laughs> it, I don't want to speak ill of the dead because this person has since passed. But as a child, I don't, you know, you don't understand the world. Yeah. But this man had prosthetic arms for both his hands, but they weren't hands. Both of them were hooks. Hell yeah, brother. He was a Vietnam War vet, and he was very kind. 
but I didn't know that for a few years until I got older. I would just see him in the hallways and through the lens of a child. Yeah, that's terrifying. I can't blame what (laughs) this man has hooks for arms. And I was by myself (gasps) in the hallway at church and I saw him every once in a while and he would always uh, approach me, but it was always kind. And he'd say, how are you doing young man? And I'd say, good, just as thirsty, grabbing a drink of water. I mean, uh, not that you can't grab or anything. But, uh. Yeah, and he'd hold his hook out, and I would shake his, his hand, shake his hook. And that blew my mind. And uh, one time he had a lady with him. It's his wife. She scared me, too. She had a beard. <gasps> oh, okay. Hook hands. <laughs> that's I, you, you know. A beard? <laughs> like, yeah. That's another level. Yeah. Not like full, like Sean, but like. You? Me. <laughs> oh! Kind of. Oh my At least half of me, my beard, like clearly visible. She's Dark the lady hair. from Greatest Showman. Yeah. And uh, I mean, not quite, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would see them together, and I'm like, man, these two have been through a lot, I think. <laughs> but they've passed. They've, they passed away. They were always super kind. But oh, as a child, like, it, I didn't want to run into the man with hook hands. Bro, that's 100% Home Alone, the guy with the shovel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the nicest yeah. dude. But... Or the lady in the park. Yeah. The yeah. turtle doves. <laughs> Not afraid anymore. Yeah. You hear me? <laughs> but he did slam his hand pretty hard down on the counter. What was that thought, about? Well, yeah, that was creepy as frick. Dude, fear of the unknown is hilarious. I think it's uh, Abraham Lincoln who said, like, I do not like that man. Therefore, I must get to know him. Yeah. Mm. I love that quote. But it's like, dude, through the lens of a child, that's terrible. That's nightmare <laughs> fuel right there. Yeah. And as you get older and you're like, oh, wow. He, you know. He'd been through it. Just a human, yeah, yeah who lost protecting our country yeah. that's wild yeah weirdly enough my wife once a year would take a trip to the ocean and uh in they, portland mm-hmm. and so it's this or small town i don't want to mention what it is but it's south of pacific city and uh there's a tiny ward of like ragtag mormons who would meet there <laughs> and so once a year she had to go to that ward and as a young girl she's sitting there and in mormon church we have sacrament and we take bread and water and that's like, yeah, that's our ceremony. She's sitting there as a young girl at the end of the pew and sacraments being passed and a, a kind of a unkempt character steps up right to the side of her and hands a tray of bread towards her. And the tray is being held by a hook and it's a man with a hook hand. And MJ said she just remembered, my wife said she remembered like looking down at the tray, looking at the hand and just like looking up at the man and some grizzled old semen, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, just being terrified. And I don't know if she took the bread or not, but maybe she did quickly and like looked away. But it's so funny. Yeah, she was terrified in church by a hook man. I remember walking past uh, like the chapel and seeing the man pass sacrament. Like he had the tray of bread and water in his hooks. Mm. Uh, I was like, what? You can do that? Because, like, his hook, there were, like, two hooks. Oh, yeah, And somehow yeah. he could, like, separate them. 
Yeah. Whoa. And turn into like, I don't know. With his mind? Velociraptor. <laughs> I don't know, dude. And he could like grab things. Like not hook them, but like pinch, pinch. them with the two two hooks. I don't know how that works. I've know. seen that, but I just... I think it's like when he like, I don't know, extends his arm. Oh. Kind of like... It just like gears and pulleys okay, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't Science. Know. I have no idea. But it's very that like blew my mind. I was like, whoa. He's capable. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, when I was young, and I'm, I'm sure I'm guilty to a, a degree to this, but you see someone with like a disability or a lack of a limb, and your brain does something weird where it categorizes them as different or like another. Legit. Do you know what I'm saying? Bro, Outsider, outcast, black sheep. Yeah. I don't know. Like you... Just because, like, if I were sitting here... And What'd was, you say? Yeah, what do you say? I said, bro, yeah, I was categorized as different. <laughs> oh, well, for different reasons. <laughs> the Gasaway family. Something onions. Something's off. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I, I recognized it when I was, like, 15. And this is vulnerable, so do not come for me with pitchforks. But I used to work with Brazilians. And you find yourself when you're, like, around foreigners talking slower or, like, over-explaining... And I think your mind like kind of thinks they're like less intelligent because they don't speak English, right? So I had to like recognize that and be like, no, it's just like we're the same, but they just same, same but different. Can't speak English, yeah. I don't know. So it's like you see someone without a limb, and maybe yeah. you're like, oh, they're less capable, but they're the same as you. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. I don't know. Just with hooks, though, dude. If I was <laughs> me, I would have leaned in. I would have scared all the little kids. I mean, why not? Yeah, and you got to use what it. you got. Anyway. That's my tangent. Uh, guys, this has been a fun episode. Yeah. Legitimately glad to be back. And it's refreshing to know that I still find so much joy in doing this. Yeah. True. Yeah, it feels, it feels good to be here. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there with us, for supporting us through this health hiatus or whatever, this situation. Uh, but we hope to continue to bring you guys good episodes as much as we can. Uh, so everyone stay safe out there. And have happy holidays. Anything else? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hell yeah. Be excellent to each other and yourself. And trust your gut and watch your back. And bye, love you, be safe. Be careful out there. See you guys. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3 a.m. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.